0: father we just come before you right now lord in the name of jesus god i pray for your anointing in this place i pray for your anointing upon my brother god right here lord that you would speak through him minister through him holy ghost fill this place fill us up god every one of us with your spirit in every area of our lives Jesus we need to hear from you God we need your presence in this place we want to see miracles we want to see healings we want to see deliverance we want to see deliverance God Unite your people, God. Unite your families. Reunite marriages today, God. Lord, help us to remember where you brought us from. When we were so grateful, when we were so hungry for your presence, when we were not ashamed to pray in the Holy Ghost. Stir us up, Lord. Pour your Holy Ghost in this place. Fill us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet, God. We need you. We desire you. We want
1: E, an apostolic service in Jesus' name. Glory to, God. Glory, to God. Glory 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 to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Very happy to be here. Extremely happy happy for the blessing of the Lord that is manifest in this house. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I would like to say a big thank you to this church family who has uh, prayed for uh, my wife and I for the last uh, five plus years. And uh, you have been so gracious in doing that. And uh, some of you know that October the 5th, Ten minutes after eight, uh, Tuesday evening, she passed from this life into the better one. And uh, uh, I miss her, but I rejoice in the better address that she is located at now. Yes, she changed addresses. And uh, uh, she can't come to me, but we can go to her. Amen. That's what the Bible said. So I am here today. Um uh, I am a miracle dispenser. And if you believe in Jesus, so are you. I said, if you believe in Jesus, so are you. We always need to seek a greater dispensing of the miraculous, but we start wherever we are with whatever we have. And as we use what we have, he will multiply it, amplify it, magnify it, and the greater works will be manifest through us. I know that there are a lot of us uh, that have been raised around the church and uh, we, we had a menu, you know, for everyone. The menu said, uh, God answers prayer. Only problem was there was none of that in the pantry for me, for you. Oh, yes, God is a wonder worker, uh, but I've never seen one. Oh, God hears me when I pray, but there's no evidence that that is happening. As I said earlier, um, all of the knowledge of Scripture, if it does not translate Into a life force coming out of us, to us first, and then through us, it's, as far as the New Testament is concerned, it's really worthless. Memorize your chapters, study the scripture. Pastor and I just finished reading a wonderful book that discusses some things about the unseen world. it's, It's helpful, it was good, it was interesting. At the same time, though, if I cannot take what I learned from the book and and put it into operation, then I've missed what the New Testament is all about. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, that being said, most of us want to see God at work in our life, and, and of course, we generally know that He is, okay? We, we just generally know that because after all, I got up this morning, He let me have my coffee and, and my donut, and hey, hey, God's good, right? God's good. Went to Krispy Kreme last night, because I know y'all have taken note of my extreme weight loss, and, uh, but we celebrated last night, you know, 30 pounds this year, wow, not much, but hey, it's better than last year. Ah, oh, Krispy Kreme, man, 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 man! Wow, thank you, Jesus, for Krispy Kreme. I'm better now than I used to be because every Krispy Kreme that I went wherever I was traveling, I would ask them to slip me an extra cup of icing so that I could rebaptize those things. I wanted them to be, I wanted them to be right, straight. So we want. We want, though, to see God at work. We want to pray a prayer. We want to do an action of faith and see a result from that. Don't we? That's very weak. We got all go to lunch now if you want to. Uh, just forget about this. But I grew up with that. One of the first things that I remember as being a kid was I want to pray and see an answer and the first prayer that I prayed was for a little brother and God if you can't do that little sister Um, and so mom just said ask the Lord and I didn't realize that there were some other things that had to happen and they worked at it you know but it took 14 years for that to happen So my prayer was answered, okay, but not as quickly as I would have liked. And granted, all of our prayers and our wishes and our faith actions do not produce instantly. Thank God that He does enough of them instantly to help encourage us, right? So I'm still holding on for prayers long ago prayed. I'm still confessing I have my answer for that. I'm I'm still there with it, but I'm also thankful for the quick work of the Spirit in response to me following some things. So I want to talk to you about two keys to receiving God's best. Have you got a few minutes? All right, well, there we go again. We just probably need a small classroom or something. Uh, The first thing that has to happen, the first key that has to happen in your life is you have to decide, of course, that Jesus is, is, is the way maker, that he's the source for what you need. But that first key has to be fellowship, fellowship with Him. I I reflect on Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 13 from the New Living Translation. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. It will mark you. Being with Jesus will imprint you. Do you all believe in imprints, okay? I mean, I never watch a John Wayne movie, that I don't come back walking like this. Wanting a six-shooter. Wanting to talk tough. Imprints. Jesus wants to imprint us, and if we will fellowship with him, in the proper proportions, then it will change us. It will, uh, I mean, he is a miracle man, and so my being a part of him and fellowshipping with him should produce a a higher level of miracles, right? To me and through me. And, And so I have to do that until people say, men, there's something that's changed about you. I, I can feel it myself. I've had a working in the churchyard or something like that, and people just stop and, and I say, what, may I help you?" Yeah, I, I just saw something about you. It's just, just there is a, there's a light that's emanating from you. And I I was, well, you know, that's not me. that's uh, Jesus. He is, he is here. He is with us. and I've been spending time with him. Are you out there? Have you gone home? And so we we must we must do this fellowship, and and we have to uh, remember people in scripture, people in our history. Daniel fellowshiped the spirit of God for 21 days with a special special emphasis, and he achieved results that benefit us right now. You read the book of Daniel, and you see those 21 days. They were stressful, but. He, he was desirous. He needed something. It helps if you need something from God. If it's just a casual thing, you know, uh, a box of Crayolas or something, hey, you're probably not going to get there. But you need to hunger for Him. I, I need a change in my home. I need a change of temperament. I talked to a guy this very mo- morning. He said, Craig, he said, I I need help with my anger issues. He said, I I, I I, responded to a man just a couple of days ago, he said, that didn't deserve the response that I gave him because the response I gave him was way above what the moment called for. And he said, I, I need, so he needs help. And he said, God is going to help me with that. Listen, I've seen people that, that could not control their rage, could not control their anger, could not control impulses of their flesh men and they came before God with with a focus with a with a desire with a f- they began to fellowship him and he did a work inside their soul he changed some buttons in there and they never had that problem ever again can you say thank you Jesus and you and I can have the same thing we can have things that just 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 hang on and just torment us and torment us and torment us. And it's what comes up out of our mouth the first thing. It's just, it's just there. It lives with us. And and we'll pray a little Patsy prayer. Jesus, I just praise you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, those prayers, they'll work, okay? He hears them and all like that. But there's some time. Did you hear her pray a little while ago? That was not not no little Jesus. Jesus, please come and be with us, Jesus. Come on. The hulk of heaven was on her. Come on. Praying. Praying with force. Praying with power. Praying with emphasis. Right? He said, well, the the Lord is not hard of hearing. I said, he's not nervous either. Cry aloud, spare not. Fellowship with him. Lord, this is what I need right now. I need your presence to work on this right now. I need deliverance from this right now. This stuff has gone on long enough in my life right now. And you could stay there in fellowship and and see yourself, feel yourself being changed. And and the Spirit of God coming on you in such wonderful new proportions. We learn to be actors. Okay? So a bunch of us are in the church and we've learned to act. What is it called? A form of godliness, but denying the power, right? And so everybody that comes to church and wants to be a member of the church, they they learn to be little actors too. They become parrots. Yes, I want Jesus. Yes, I know Jesus. But devoid of strength jump around a little bit here today when we're all together and then descend into the abyss of what the weak entails. Bad language, bad thoughts, bad actions. To borrow a King James' phrase, these things ought not so to be. You, don't, you know that was the Bible the apostles used, and that's why I stick with it. So it's, but that's the first key. Jacob, Jacob fellowship with the angel. The angel came to him, and as the day, as the do- all, it seemed like it was all night long because Jacob was afraid. <coughs> Pardon me. Yes, he knew he was blessed, okay? You have to know you're blessed. He knew he was blessed, he knew that he was in the patriarchal lineage of blessing Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, okay? He knew he was in that. But, and you can know that you are, you are in the lineage of Jesus Christ and the apostles. You can know that and yet still have needs, all right, that, that require you to reach forward and into the storehouse. You know, there's sometimes at the grocery store, they don't have my brand of something. So I have to ring a bell and I have to ask, where is the whatever it is? Oh, we have that in the back room. We have—I just haven't put it out yet. But if you don't ask and if you don't fellowship the store manager, you may miss. You may look. You may look. Go up and down the aisles like a goober and looking and looking and not get it until you ask. Until you push. <coughs> Pardon. Okay, so far. Good. Good. Jacob. He fellowship with that angel. angel said, "Let me go. The, the sun's coming up." And he said, "I fellowship with you, I've held on to you, and God loves it when you take hold of him." Last night, for, for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and yesterday, I was hurting. Pastor did his best to encourage me with Krispy Kreme. I'd had a, a relational thing that went south. And I thought, man, I don't need this. This is Thanksgiving. Hey, come on, this is my first Thanksgiving, first Christmas without wiki. And couldn't you folks just you know, kind of keep it up till we get through the holidays? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Can you feel me? So I'm sitting around there and I didn't move my head, but every 30 minutes, you know, I'm just, I'm just heavy. I'm just empty. I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. But last night, before I laid down in bed, I, I knelt before him and I said, Jesus, I really need you while I'm resting to manifest yourself in the secret of the night and fix me because I'm not supposed to feel empty when I have you. I'm supposed to be full, right? I woke up this morning, hey, I got full last night. I don't know when it happened, but I woke up changed this morning because I pressed, I asked. <clears throat> so, ready for the second key? Second key is I can be in the fellowship of Jesus, but I must focus on what I come for. As I said earlier, I, uh, I don't do it anymore, but I used to for years love to go to Barnes & Noble bookstore. Oh, man, it's a heady experience. Those of you who don't lo- love books and love to read, you don't understand, but bear with me. And, and I would just go in there, and the smell of those freshly printed pages and those beautiful covers of those books. It just, ooh, it was wonderful. I just got high on it, man. And and so I could just walk around in Barnes & Noble and just admire book covers. But my focus usually took me in there to a particular section and to a particular subject that I needed. So I would go and peruse that, that subject Matter and see, usually, I could think of an author that would had been recommended to me, and, and I, ah, there it is, and I got it, and it was so precious to me. just I love holding books. I, like some of you like holding a fishing rod or a rifle. I love to hold a and, book. and I love to fan through, I love fonts. Someone said, "I get it." Hey, thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Others are looking at me like, "Hmm, what kind of guy is this?" But when I get that, I get that book. I use orange highlighters. I use a neon orange highlighter because I can see it. And I, I have, I buy, I buy them by the boxes. And because I run out, I'm, I'm underlining books in my Bible and making notes and things like that. So. And I, I, I get that because I have focused on what I need and taken it out of, of, of the, 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 the store. And I am so happy about that. And I can't wait because I'm going to read something here that is going to help me. And, and often when I go to the grocery store, I usually try to go real early in the morning or real late at night because I, I, I can avoid ministry to some degree. And because in a small town, everybody knows you. Hey, Craig, what's going on, man? How's it been? <contemptuous> here we go. And by the time you, they finish, you've forgotten whatever you went in there for. So uh, I, I go early in the morning, I look around corners, see, oh, I can't see that one right there because that would be two hours worth. And so I get what I need. But there's times that, that I have to ask, I have to focus. What, what am I needing here? Right? Do, do any of y'all do that? Do, do y'all do I go in there with focus. I was raised with a lot of people that just loved the presence of Jesus, but they didn't know to ask anything of Him while they were enjoying Him. I mean, they could do all kind of moves while they were enjoying the presence of Jesus. <laughs> They wiggled and squirmed for Jesus. But the thing that that troubled me was, and, and they'd often say, Jesus is the room. Anything can happen. Yeah, it can. But if I don't come in here with focus, come into his presence when I'm fellowshipping him, <coughs> yes, <coughs> yes, I am going to, be with him, not because I always need something. But let's get this straight. The farmer never sows seed that he is not expecting a harvest. Right? So it's not just this seed sowing party. Woo, I'm just happy. What are you doing? Throwing seed out here. What are you going to do next? Oh, I don't know. I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be out there watching for the harvest. It's coming. And you and I, if we are going to receive, hey, on the gifts of the Spirit, for instance. He said, covet earnestly the best gifts. (coughs) (coughs) Pardon. (coughs) Covet them. So that relieves me of, you know, uh, if God wants me to have a gift, I mean, He'll just lay it on me. I mean, you know. That's not what He said in His Word. He said, covet earnestly the best gifts. Covet earnestly. Desire them. Wish for them. I do thank you so very much for the water of life. Thanks. May I? Salute. So, and I've gone through the dummy phase. Lord, I really don't know what to ask for. You need to study it a little bit. And there are indeed times when I do not know the source of what I am asking. I know He is the source, but I don't know how to get there. And so I have to be fellowshipping Him and asking for wisdom. In all you're getting, ask for wisdom. And when you get wisdom, ask for understanding. And if you read the book of Proverbs, you'll see that those that cry for wisdom and understanding, that cry for it as if it is gold and silver. Cry for wisdom? Yeah, I'll cry for wisdom. If you know your spouse is about to leave you because of something stupid that you did and keep doing it, you need to cry out for wisdom. Yeah. Lord, I need, to, I need you to fix me so that I don't do that stupid thing over and over again. I'm assuming that quietness means I'm hearing it. So I focus. So I went in one time to prayer to covet for a spiritual gift, similar to what the Holy Spirit used just a few moments ago. I'd been raised around divine utterances in church services. And I thought, man, how y'all do that? And I felt like a spiritual retard because it hadn't happened to me. Okay? And I mean, I'm bunched up with all these great people of the Spirit, advanced in the knowledge of the Spirit, and here I'm just this little dummy that's hanging around. And so I said, Lord, you have a gift for me. You haven't spoken to me by an angelic voice. What am I going to do? How how am I going to get this? So first thing I devoted was fellowship. Hey, I read to him 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 13 and 14 about the gifts. You said the coveted earnest gift, and it was apparent in there that I should first of all covet for the uh, edification of the body of Christ. Okay? Prophetic utterances, tongues and interpretation of tongues, okay? So I said, Hey, boss, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. You know, I know how to stand, you know, and act peculiar while I'm doing it. You know, those prophetic types, they come in the room sm- like they're smelling something. Fa- face all crinkled up. I'm seeing something. I'm smelling something. God can make us spiritual without making us too unusual. Right? Is that okay? I, I learned the other day of this uh, this pastor who was very conservative and needed to hear from God, and he was kind of fishing around amongst his associates. Can you give me a word? And he went to a restaurant with a friend that said was telling him, "Hey, just let God be God. Let Him talk how He wants to talk, where He wants to talk, when He wants to talk." And so this little multicolored, multicolored hair waitress comes up and walks up to him and says, "Here's what the Lord wants you to know." And he's thinking, "Hmm, not the right vessel." but the right words. So his buddy said, see what I'm talking about? Let, let God talk. Let Him do what He wants. To. Let Him sift it out for you, all right? So I knelt, I was in a hotel room in a special meeting in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I dealt down by the bed and I read the Lord 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14, about covet earnest the best gifts. And so I said, I'm here for the gift of, of prophecy, gifts of tongues and interpretation, utterances, Lord, you said that to seek that, seek to excel to that, to that gift, but I don't know how to operate it. So here, I'm in school, classes in session. I knelt by the side of the bed. <coughs> I may have said hallelujah, oh, five or six times the whole afternoon. I said, I'll, I'll not speak to another living soul until you bless me. Thank you. So you say, what happened? Nothing the first hour that I was aware of. Nothing the second hour. It was noon when I knelt down. Nothing the third hour, fourth hour, fifth hour. What are you doing? Waiting on him. Waiting. Expectantly. Hmm? Kind of like the line at Chick fil A. It don't matter how long it takes, I want my Chick-fil-A, as is evidenced by the crowds. I don't like crowds, so I don't go to Chick-fil-A or lines. And so 5 o'clock came, and a little after 5 o'clock, I had church that night, folks. And mind you, And I've made a promise to God, I'm not going to say another word to the living soul until I am aware of this gift. I didn't know what to expect, but I don't know five thirty, quarter six, somewhere along in there, I felt like something was whoosh, 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 on the inside of me. It was building. It wasn't a cup of coffee. It wasn't a dark Dr Pepper. It was something in here. Whoosh. Now I'll tell you what. I can't talk about it right now without going off into it. You talk about the Holy Spirit. He comes around in manifest. He's always around, but he manifests. He likes to go, wee! Come on. And that thing started building. it was up in here. It was in my neck. I got to church, and the folk, Christian greeting, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. How are you tonight? (laughs) And as the service built this this thing, I, I mean, I was Hulk Hogan, son, spiritually. Incidentally, pray for Hulk. He's having some health issues, okay? And when he gave, the pastor turned the service over to me, it was like a Niagara came out of me of stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to be said. I didn't know how that happened, but I'd given myself to the power of the Holy Spirit, to the power of the risen Savior. I waited on him with focus. I fellowship with him with focus. I fellowship with him with focus. Did you like that story? Could I tell you another one? Okay. I got my wife the same way, and many of you saw her. Knock out. And not only beautiful on the outside, but beautiful on the inside. She never fought me. She never resisted me. She respected me. And she knew about all of my deficiencies. And still did that. That's an extraordinary woman. I know you men can't say amen now, but anyway. And I had her for thirty-nine years and twenty-five days. Deeply grateful to God, but I—I I'd, I'd tried with my earthly wisdom. You know, I knew what the women needed at a young age. That's why you go to conferences and camp meetings when you're 17, 18, and 19. (laughs) You're on a search. And as you've heard me say before, once I spied a girl that was a potential for my money and my time, I would then do my best to find her mother. Because moms are sometimes the worst example for their daughters. And if I saw a little mama, whoo, I just need to keep moving. But I saw the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, I've really botched it up. I've tried these couple of girls that I've seen and they were pastor's daughters, and I thought, man, what, what, how, better, how much better can you get a pastor's daughter? I'm going into ministry. She knows the ropes here. She's been raised with it. so, And it was just a strikeout, man. So I finally said, hey, you, sir, are the ones that downloaded all these hormones in me that's about to drive me nuts. The hormone that wants a wife, a woman. A hormone that says get married, have kids, which sometime later you say, well, well, why did that? (laughs) And I I turned that whole enterprise of my life over to him. I said, I'm not going to worry about it. And I'll never have anything to do with another female in the romantic sense of the word until you make it happen. And you know what? He made it happen. I wish I could tell you the whole story. Maybe sometime pastor will let me come back and I can tell it. But he manifested that to me and it <coughs> pardon, came through my authorities. And it came from heaven. I had, I had a visionary experience that showed me what was going to happen. I'm not special except the fact that I'm a king's kid. He did that for me. Well, that's another story, okay? Uh, Didn't sound like you liked that one. Could I get another one? Okay, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was nine years old, spoke with other tongues and so on and so forth. And I like to say I received it by accident because I didn't know how I did what I did. You know, I just knew I did it. And so I entered into my teens and and I would hear my father, kneel by my father in prayer and I'd hear him go off and start singing in other tongues. And I'm like, whoa, how you do that? And then my mother, I'd hear her in the front room of the house wrapped up in a big old afghan and, and, and boxes of Kleenexes. she was in there by the hour praying with tongues, praying in the spirit. And I said, man, Here I am. I'm a spiritual retard. How do you do that? Of course, in my background, you said hallelujah, hallelujah, until you flopped, missed it, and your tongue said something you didn't understand. That's it. Go with it. (laughs) And I said, Lord, you know what? You're you're much more intelligent than that. and, And and so if you if you just can't help me. So I had the opportunity to go down to this little mission church where I kind of helped the elderly pastor out, and I would help clean, mow the grass and all this stuff. And so I gained permission from him just to come down there and, and with fasting and prayer. And I didn't know how, and some of you are wondering today, so I'm going to dispense a miracle to you, okay? Is that okay? Some of you would love to be able to <coughs> initially receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speak with other tongues. You would love... pardon me, to have a a prayer language, as some call it. Wouldn't you? Anybody here would like that? Okay. we have a small class afterwards. I'll talk to you about it. Uh, And so I knelt before the Lord. I, I didn't know how, and I was not going to use the hallelujah accelerated mode to get it because I know he, he can just help us, all right? He just wants to help us. So I did the same thing. I began to fast and pray. I, I was fellowshipping with Him, and then I was focusing. I was fellowshipping and focusing. If you need to go to lunch. Just go ahead, because I'm going to finish, all right? But here's the thing. I, would just, I, I was there. I was just kneeling. I had, again, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14 open. I said, Lord, I, I see where the Apostle Paul prayed with tongues more than all of us. And I also know that your word says that you are not a respecter of persons. So that tells me that I can talk in tongues like Paul a lot. Okay, so I knelt there. I do not know how this. How this, How is this going to come? How is it going to? How's it going to happen? Do I have to get in a big conference crowd, you and brrrr, with everybody and all this? No, I want to. I want to be helped myself and I want to be able to help somebody else, okay? So I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there. I'm wait- Hours, I waited. I went to the church. I'd spend the night there in the church building. I got special permission. Obviously, it's not going to work here, but you find another venue, okay? And so I, I did that, and I waited, and I waited on my knees. Hard linoleum floor. I was hungry. I didn't care about comfort. I just wanted what I saw in His Word belong to me, Okay? And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my mind began to be filled with these majestic, glorious, heavenly sounds and tongues. And the Lord said, I said, well, are you going to knock me down and make me do it? No. He's not going to knock you down, make you do it. Now, there are people that do fall under the power of God and come through speaking other tongues. But that's probably not the preferred method, okay? He just wants you in faith to believe that the language is there and open your heart and begin to emote toward Him. It might help to begin with some foundational praises in your own native language and then just open yourself for Him and just be, there. I'm right there right now. Glory to God. I just want to go into it. Mm. Hey, you make you do stuff. Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Am I helping anybody? Okay. Um, You start on your own understanding. Take your level of effort. The, violent, the Bible said Matthew eleven twelve. 12, From the days of John the Baptist unto the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured a violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Now you say, if God is so good and God is so loving and God is such a giver of good gifts, so why doesn't He just lay it on me? I'll tell you why it seems that way. He wants it to get to you, but we have an atmospheric adversary, right? He don't want you to get answers. He does not want you to get anything from God. Jesus said, seek me, believe me for the answers that your joy may be full. Satan does not want you to have joy in the sense of you receiving from God, Right? And so you 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 come in with with and violence doesn't mean you're swinging a baseball bat and breaking windows it means that you come with an aggressive spirit a hungry spirit a focused laser light spirit <coughs> A second way that you get it is by asking questions Ask questions desire knowledge You see somebody has a special gift or a special temperament or a special um, way of doing things that brings results, ask them how they do that. Man, when I grew up, you had to spend two or three weeks in a prayer altar at the front of the church before you could be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then we saw this guy come through the land. They just lined people up, set them in chairs, Went down there and they all received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Tore my playbook to shreds. And so it's it like, hey, dude, how you do that? That's what Simon in the Book of Acts, man. I'll pay you guys if I can get this kind of stuff. Huh? He did. And so, and then I found uh, another minister. Uh, that was in Mississippi, pastored in Columbia, way back. What was his name? Before uh, Floyd Odom. He was there. Yeah. Anyway, he he, he was ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit to people over the phone, in hospital rooms, in their house, wherever it was. He was doing that, and I heard of him. I heard of him, and I, I had a little cassette of him telling how he ministered the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and i listened to that and i listened to that and i wore it out and i listened and i listened and i listened and i listened to what he was saying why because i believe that anybody that is spirit filled should be able and should be ministering the baptism of the holy spirit to people wherever they are whenever they're hungry day or night do it come on but you have to understand how to lead them there. You have to understand how to explain things. And so I asked God for that. God provided me with a teacher. And here we go. And I've had hundreds of people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lawyers, dog catchers, garbage men, everything have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I quested for it. Because I hungered for it. Because I asked for it. Because I fellowship with Him and then focused on what I had need of. I'm sorry to be hollering, folks, but it's just in me. Okay? And so you have to, you have to ask questions, and then you have to take what appears to be chances. that won't, won't be a chance, and if you've got enough word in you, you'll soon understand that it's not really a chance. It's really not a risk but it will be something you've never done before. And typically, God, you can kind of know that it's Him when He asks you to do something that's impossible for you. What does he ask you to do? What does it seem like he's asking you to do? Do you get in a restaurant and there's somebody blind or sick and you you just feel an urge to go pray for them, to minister sight, to minister hearing? Somebody that's obviously afflicted with disease, cancer, they're in a wheelchair. Do you ever get that impulse? I'll tell you what, it's probably not you that's giving you that impulse. It's the Holy Spirit asking, well, what if I fail? Well, failure is a good process for increased understanding, right? I mean, now y'all can bring me all of your fallen cakes that you want to because I love fallen cakes, but that's not the ideal, right? Does anybody know what a fallen cake is here? Huh? It don't rise. Oh, but they're soft and moist and gummy. Whew. Jesus, all I need is a gallon of milk, and we're off. But the ideal, and if you have too many fallen cakes in your life, then you need to go to the chef, the master chef, and ask him, what am I missing here? Come on here. What have I left out? What am I not doing right? And a master chef and a master cook can instruct you and tell you, well, are you doing this? Well, are you doing that? And some ingredients have to be brand new, and some ingredients have to be room temperature, and some, you, have you calibrated your oven temperature? And all these stuff, they are a myriad of ideas and things. And have I failed? Of course i have failed. But the failure, I saw in His Word that it was mine. <coughs> And it did not matter that I had to come back and ask for more instruction. Because wisdom comes to those who ask for it. Apostle James said, does anybody lack wisdom? Let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Did he say that? So I do not have to come with any shame or backwardness whatsoever. I can come to him with confidence and say, Father, I ask you for this wisdom. Now, it's good if you can spend some extra time fellowshipping with him because he often likes to whisper stuff back. He, He prefers whispering. You know why? Because it means you're really listening. The greatest thing is when a husband and a wife, he starts to tell something that she doesn't think needs to be told. And he glances at her and she goes, and if he's wise, he will pay attention. You got some really solid marriages here, pastor. I know. I just it's amazing. But that indicates that a husband and a wife are really tuned in to each other. And she will so appreciate you and who knows what the blessing will be if you obey. She who must be obeyed. I mean, you will be glad. <laughs> you paid attention. He likes to whisper to us, and sometimes He doesn't even whisper, but He just says, go ahead and take a step. What do you feel? Peace of God. All right, take another step. What you feel? Well, Lord, it's righteous. Is there peace? Yep. All right, take another step. Are you feeling any joy, son? Yeah, yeah, okay, take another step. And you will walk into that, and why does he do that? He's wanting to monitor our sensitivity. Are you listening? Those submarine guys who got to have those earphones on, they got to be listening for every ping, every sound, every echo, and distinguish between the pings, whether it is an enemy or if it's a whale. And the Holy Spirit wants us to fellowship with Him to the place that I can pick up every ping, every echo, Until I walk right into the things that he has. Holy Spirit said, You're on a mission here. He's unfolding the mission to you. I believe that was corporate, but I also believe it was for individuals. The Holy Spirit is calling us today to obtain some things from the Spirit, to extract some things out of the Spirit, to pull things out of the invisible into the visible realm. That's what he wants. So would you stand with me right now? I'm Craig Ashcraft, and I approve of this message. And I would like for everyone who wants to join me in this commitment to these two keys to come down here to the front, and I'm going to step down. I have seen the results of that, and I am going to, with your permission, just lay my hand gently on your head. And if you'll be open, it will convey to you the strength to receive. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hold just where we are right this minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Everyone, Lord, that is here, even those that have not moved, are precious in your sight you hold them in your hand underneath are the everlasting arms you're with us you never forsake us you're with us to the end of the age we go in the power of your spirit there's some here asking for wisdom there's some asking for gifts or some asking for resolution in their life. Yet, would you just follow along with me in Jesus' name?